Hi, this is Matt Rogers. And this is Bowen Yang. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Hi, this is Will Friedle. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Neighbor to neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Mike and Liana, yeah, they're playing some games. You better pray to your mama that they're not super lame. And if that all sounds cool, I can tell you the name. It's the R-H-A-P-B-M-B. Mike and Liana, yeah, they're playing some games. You better pray to your mama. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the RHAP B&B for episode 13 of Survivor Edge of Extinction. I'm your host, Liana Boris, ready to play some games, fall for some reverse psychology, and just talk about everything that happened in this last episode of Survivor. Now, first of all, congratulations to my wonderful co-host, Mike Bloom. Uh, Him and his wife, Angela, had their baby, Asher James, so he is still out on paternity leave, although he is abandoning me to go be on the voicemail show this week but uh, as someone who is suffering from a little bit of like podcast separation anxiety I'm very thankful that he will be back podcasting and talking about Survivor so be sure to check him out on the voicemails this week But don't worry, we have a crack team here to break down everything from this episode. Uh, So with me first, I'd like to introduce a man you've heard before here on the B&B and on the Friday morning updates. Puya Zan Vakili. Puya, how are you? I'm doing really well. Shout out to Lil AJ, the newest fan of the B&B. We hope to hear more from him in the future. And I hope Mike and Angel are doing well. I'm excited to be here. This is a fun time to be a Survivor fan or not, depending on how you're looking at it. But everyone's fired up and so am I. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so that just gave me a really great idea for Mike Bloom. That's how he does his predictions. Uses his baby to make (laughs) the predictions, like hold up pictures and then have. I don't know what are kids capable of? Maybe by the time we get to the next season, he'll be able to like point and stuff. I don't know. I have no concept of children, Uh, but that is neither here nor there. Huya and I are not alone. I'm also very excited to bring in our guest this week. RHAP podcaster, Big Brother updater, Kirsten McInnes. Kirsten, how are you? I'm feeling great about being on this cracked team. Um, sorry, crack team. Is that what you crack said? Team? I don't know. <laughs> crack team. Crack? Yeah, that's like yeah. a thing, right? That people say. 
I just, crack. I feel like mm, we might be more cracked than crack, but it's okay. <laughs> I'm really excited to be here. I don't get to talk about Survivor too much. So I uh, always appreciate when you guys give me a platform. And I didn't get bed bugs last time I was at the BNB, so I came back. Oh, okay. That's a really good threshold. Um, which, yeah, I, again, speaking of Mike's baby, he should, I take everything back, never come on the BNB because first <laughs> I was able to survive not getting bed bugs. But I don't know. This is, the BNB is maybe not a place for children. Um, certainly not (laughs) yeah exactly uh all right so kirsten break it down for us i know that you have been vocal on twitter about how you feel about this season so i just want to give you an opportunity tell us tell the listeners how do you feel about this season okay so first and foremost I hate this twist so much with every fiber of my being. And like, it's great to still get to see Reem and, and some of the other like voted out contestants. But like, I don't know if it's good enough to make up for like just how game breaking and horrible it is. Um, I really, really hate that it's looking like someone who has been voted out and is now going to have to rely on idols is and immunity is going to win the game. And I hate that apparently I'm not allowed to hate that because people seem to be very angry with anyone who doesn't like Rick. And it's like any normal season, if I don't like a player, I'll just quietly not like them. I might tweet a few things about them, but never at them. And everyone just moves on with their lives because they all enjoy different things about Survivor. But this season, apparently, if you don't like Rick... You should be you should be directing your anger at production. You're not allowed to dislike him as a person. And uh, people are, I guess, are being unfair. I don't I don't know about that. But like, I just don't understand. Like, there's two issues here and they're being conflated. Like, there's the issue of Rick doesn't appeal to everybody's sensibilities. And then there's also. Rick is relying so much on the idols and stuff that people don't like it. And obviously, I don't blame him. He's just doing his best. He's trying to have fun and win Survivor. Like, I don't have to enjoy watching it. And I'm a little confused of why people seem to think that you can only be angry at production and not dislike him. <laughs> so what is it exactly that you don't like about the Rick situation? Because I think that's a great point that there are sort of like two different issues. So, you know, like I, I personally, my frustration, like I don't really have anything against Rick, but I can understand why people don't find him entertaining as a character. I mean, my biggest, I guess, issue is that it, you know, can take away airtime from some of the other players on this season. Uh, but I think like the biggest frustration for me is the the, this whole like having to rely on idols and this narrative that the show keeps pushing so the, about like oh the early bird gets the worm I'm working harder than anyone else like are these the things we really value in Survivor and so it's really hard to sort of take apart like why exactly am I mad about this situation like I, I am but I don't really know why well it's like if you look at like the voting record Rick hasn't voted correctly after the merge very much, whereas there's a player like Victoria who has voted correctly almost every single time. And when she wasn't voting correctly, it was part of a plan that she had, you know, introduced. Right. And so it's like people I I think are really upset that they're not seeing more of the other people because like they are playing like for someone to say like. I'm working harder than everybody else and I'm playing harder. I don't think that's the case. I think it's just the other players don't need the idols and advantages that much because they are able to rest on their social and strategic game. Whereas Rick closed a lot of those doors for himself, mm-hmm. making it so that people like don't want to work with him. So it's like frustrating that someone's going to win based on that versus like the strength of their social and strategic, like their social bonds and their strategic acumen. But like, at the same time, I don't blame him. Like, 
yeah, his back is up against the wall and he knows that there's the opportunity to go look for an idol. That's part of the game. I don't like it, but it is part of the game. And I don't put that on him. I put that on on production for making that part of the game. Like, why did they need to rehide that idol at the final six? Like, do they really need to be rehiding an idol at the final six? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But like people seem to think that any like anger about the situation is anger directed at Rick. And it's like, I'm not angry at Rick. Like, I don't know Rick. Mm-hmm. I don't well, want to know Rick. That's right. fine. But like, <laughs> there are two issues here, right? Like people don't like Rick and people don't like that. This like the, the format of the game. And so like people can be mad at production, but also not like Rick. And it's really frustrating to be called illogical or like have people like, well, actually uh, your own opinions back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Puya, I don't know if you have any strong opinions on sort of this discussion about like, oh, but maybe I don't find him entertaining on a player as a player. And I can dislike the fact that production is has put this sort of dynamic in place. And then also, I would say even a tertiary uh, issue is then the editing on top of that as well. That mm-hmm. is telling this particular story of sort of a combination of, uh, you know, Rick Devins as a character, what he's having to do in order to be, quote unquote, successful within the game. And then the way that story is being told. Yeah, no, it's really fascinating. Like for me personally, I don't have a particular direction of like love or hate um, when it comes to him, but I do recognize that there are a lot of different factors to like or dislike him. And I feel like a lot of people just take it as cut and dry. Oh, you don't like him. These are the three things that you're saying. No bueno. I don't like this. And it goes (laughs) on. But then it also comes to the fact that uh, the fact is this is a whole new format. Like we have never been at the finale with like 16 people still in the game, still with camera time or some, you know, little crumbs of camera time. So it is a new thing they're trying to wrap around. And we always know when it comes to twists like this, the person who benefits from the twist or the person who is the focal point of that twist is going to get more, um, you know, uh, what's it called? Camera time, because they are representing that twist now. So right now, Edge of Extinction, there's the people that are still there waiting to come back. But then there's Rick. But then also you factor in the fact that Rick has been going a little bit of what everyone on the Internet is calling the Ben Drebergen route of just getting them idols, you know, waking up, getting them idols, trying to get to the end that way. And that is a way that a lot of people don't really value when it comes to a game of Survivor. You know, we talk about how who who likes what, you know, casuals really love watching the challenges we really love watching the strategic play and the subtleties and stuff like that but when it comes to rick right now you know kirsten's kind of right he has played um you know he's been in a position where he's getting what he wants but he's not working towards getting what he wants it kind of works out for him so it is kind of frustrating to stomach stuff like that as well and let's not forget there were a lot of people that were just not a fan of him from the onset before he even got voted off before he even came back into the game so once he does come back into the game then those are other reasons for other people to be turned off but then everyone gets put in together in this one melting pot and that's where all the outbursts are now because it's like well i kind of didn't like him from episode two but you're saying i didn't like him from episode 11 that's not cool and we go on and on and on. Because remember, I was a very vocal. I'm not a fan of Ryan Ulrich, right? But like Kirsten said, no one really, you know, came at me and said, the hell are you doing with that opinion? And I, was, <laughs> I was left alone. So I'm like, yeah, I kind of see it. Like, it's just interesting that it sparked this kind of uh, energy that I really don't think I've seen since the Team Michelle, Team Aubrey stuff in Korong. I also saw a really great 
thought on this by Taylor Cotter on Twitter, where, you know, when we've seen situations like this in the past with like Mike Holloway or Ben Drebergen, they both come across as like blue collar, like you're not surprised that they have to like hustle and, and work hard. Whereas, you know, Rick is, uh, somewhat affable middle like not middle aged sorry Rick <laughs> how old is Rick Evans he's not middle aged that was not that? on that was not on purpose he's 29 he's 29 like no no I'm just saying <laughs> he's 33 no. anyways he's not middle aged but <laughs> like he's like a white collar middle class guy which is what I was trying to say sorry like sorry Rick don't love you, but I'm not going to call you middle age. Um, and so it comes across as like feeling different when he is in the same situation that other people were in, which I think is a really interesting point huh. that I had not considered. That, that's actually really interesting. But I, for some reason, I was more frustrated by Ben. Why? Like, why Ben? It's Yeah, I, I feel like pretty similar about both of them, to be honest. Uh-huh. It's funny because I was thinking about this earlier today, and I do think when you're in a position like Ben was or like Rick is where you are straight up the next target, you know, you're the next target. So it's no longer I'm on the bottom. I got to make my way back to the top. You're like, okay, I'm gone. So now you play kind of a fearlessly and b carelessly. You just don't care. You're like, I need I'm just going to make as many waves and do what I need to do. Be vocal to get there. And some people find that interesting or fascinating or enjoyable, and some people do not. And I think the um, the dichotomy here is that um, when it comes to Rick, Rick has been also winning these immunities, whereas Ben was just getting idols. Like, that mm-hmm. was his M.O. and the only, the be-all, end-all of it all. So that was the frustrating part there, whereas at least like Rick, there's some agency there where he's winning you know, immunities. He's keeping himself safe that way. Also, his showmanship, given the format of the season, given that a lot of podcasts have touched on this, where there is no entertainment because no one's at Ponderosa getting their drank on, you know, eating good meals. They're still all miserable. So their entertainment is these tribals and he's giving them what they want. So they're reacting the way they're reacting and it's working out and he's coming out and doing a show every night. So that's kind of been helping him there, too. So I feel like that's why the Ben is a little bit more like we're like, oh, Ben, it's because Ben was just relying on that one aspect, whereas Rick kind of has a little a couple other things he can look at, but he's still like touching the toes of Ben in a way. Hmm. Like you're saying, because at least Ben or at least Rick won immunity. Right. At least. Yeah, but at least <laughs> Ben wasn't voted out. That's also yeah, true. Okay. See, this is the interesting bit. So, okay. So th- this is actually really interesting because I'm trying to like pick apart all the reasons why this may or may not be frustrating. Like why you, why you may or may not support this for some reason central character who is Rick Nevin. So so Kirsten to actually go back to your very first point about not liking the twist and and feeling like it's very game breaking. So so the twist is actually probably the thing I take the least umbrage with in terms of Rick Devins being voted out and returning back to the game. I mean I would prefer to not have some sort of Redemption Island returning player type twist but I can also understand that like early in the game getting screwed and sort of coming back in is for some reason less of an issue to me so I think in terms of like him as a character him just relying on you know idols and having to win his way to the end uh, and then the editing like the twist is sort of the the fourth one that is of issue to me (laughs) Um, so Kirsten I don't know if you uh, like how you feel in terms of that 
And honestly, I don't know. Like, I think that like if he had been like kind of screwed over by having like a very losing tribe pre-merge and then comes back and then which like, I mean he did though, right? Uses the but like if he had like used those bonds to like integrate yeah. better, like the, I feel like I'd have less of a problem with it. But like the fact that he came back and literally just like laughed in people's faces when they tried to like bring him back mm-hmm. in, like like it was down to you know four people at that point. Someone had to go home, mm-hmm. like. Sorry. Uh, and then I don't know. I just, well, I what get- am I most bothered by? I think I'm most bothered that he's been voted out. Secondly, most bothered by his like lack of like attempt that we've seen on the social game. And then by the idols, like idols are part of the game and we know to expect it, but like you shouldn't need them. Right. Mm. Right. I mean, I guess it, it goes back to sort of what you value in a survivor winner. And I think for me, the people who are building really strong social bonds and who are able to use those social bonds in order to make strategic moves like if that is probably a player that can do that. I think even if it's boring, I think it's still a better player. Um, yes. but, but what is actually really interesting to me is exactly the point that you were making, Kirsten, about like his interactions with the war dog where he was super dismissive. And then, you know, he it's he makes no attempt to even try to have some sort of social game. Like he is then relying on playing hide and seek out in the jungle. Like that's the strategy that he's he's chosen to employ. And so I think it's a little frustrating because I understand that he's on the outs and he must feel super isolated. But apart from talking to Julie, but even just telling Julie, look, here's what I'm going to do. Uh, there's no other hey let me try to reconnect with I don't know Aurora who just got neglected by Gavin Victoria and Lauren and who you could say Aurora look I know you don't like me I know you're targeting me but Gavin didn't take you he took Victoria and Lauren you have to like I I don't know if you can see this but it seems like that's the final you know I don't know something like that like that would make me feel better (laughs) somehow yeah no like even just like you trying to utilize social bonds in any way would make me feel so much better about the situation the one thing i did like from rick this episode is when he said it might have even been last week i'm sorry the days blend together but when he said you know i've been voted out once before and i feel like i'm playing with house money i get that i Mm -hmm. get that now he feels that he can just play balls to the wall but i hate that his opinion like his thought of playing balls to the wall is i'm going for idols and immunities and i don't need to worry about the social game Mm -hmm. like so here's the thing right um, I think he's playing the hand he was dealt. And there is two ways to look at it when you're playing with that hand. You know, we've seen oftentimes with players that are in the bottom are like, OK, I need to figure out how do I strategically, you know, climb my way back up and try and get to the top or move the top over and try and move up the rankings. That's a way to do it. The problem is with Rick, once you get the like we saw, he got the idol in the beginning of this episode. Right. So he automatically knows now I'm safe for this round. So what can I do? Cause a little bit of chaos. Aurora doesn't get picked for the reward challenge, immediately vocally brings it up in front of everyone and Jeff and kind of starts doing the dissension there. Um, wants to keep Julie. So all he does is kind of tell Julie, I'm with you. I want to keep you. And then that's that. But also he's safe. And I think playing with house money does play a big role here because he's not afraid anymore of being gone. Whereas like if you're in the bottom and you've never, like you haven't been voted out and you're really worried, you're so close, you can taste it. You're worried. You're trying to do as little bit as you can, but as much as you can to 
prevent from being on the bottom. The other aspect is for me, it kind of goes back to the fact that he knows what it's like on edge of extinction more than these people do. And he's really bringing them entertainment. Like I know um, it's a divide where some people really like his um, showmanship in tribal. Some people don't, it really is clearly working out. And He's it's an interesting situation for me because I feel like he's in a position where he doesn't even need to do the right thing. He doesn't even need to, you know, present stuff himself. The other people keep giving him credit when he shouldn't be getting the credit. And that's just elevating his win equity in front of the jury more and more and more and more. So if you're in a position there where you're like, well, clearly there's 16 of these people and I'm starting to look good. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So yeah. that's the thing for me as well. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't blame him. Yeah, I just don't like right. it. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's the thing is when you're also being so completely socially ostracized by the people that you're with. Yeah. You're going to resort to this sort of mentality mm. um, just to give a reference. So he was voted out fourth <laughs> out of the game <laughs> um, on day 11 and he returned between Day, well, it would have been like day 17 or 18. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was out there for, what, about six or seven days. Um, so he spent a week out there on the edge of extinction. So, I mean, I think you kind of get a sense of of the complete boredom, you know, and the absolute yeah. nothing that's going on out there. And he also, his profession is to be on television. So yeah. I understand why he would want to pull in some of those skills. Um, I was reading his bio actually, and, and uh, he talked about how um he uh his pat her his personal claim to fame is his kids, but one time there was a cat stuck up very high in a tree for days, and he did a news story about it, and that's how it got rescued. Maybe he should have done a news story for the idol, and it would have been easier to get than having to climb on up there to the tree. <laughs> 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 okay um oh okay so there was one other thing last thing before we move on from this whole devon's debacle um the, the the whole conversation about like him hustling so i pulled a bunch of quotes that i really liked the whole idol or bust thing early bird mm. gets the worm i'm working harder than anyone else i'm gonna keep hustling till the end of this game he takes his shirt off to like go hunt for <laughs> idols this concept of just like i have to work harder like idol or bust like he's some gold mine out there that is like searching for his fortune is just something that is now like been stuck in my mind uh so i just wanted to to mention that because he is looking for his fortune he wants that million dollars i know that's right see it's totally it's totally fitting um okay awesome so let's uh let's move on to the first activity that we're going to be doing as we do every week here on the bnb let's talk about our preseason predictions so I'm going to be reading uh, Mike and I's predictions that we wrote way back in the preseason for Aurora, how she was going to do on this season. And then uh, both of you will get an opportunity to assign a point to one of us, Mike or me or me. I'm also here um, as to who <laughs> had the better prediction for Aurora. All right. So I'm going to kick things off with Mike's prediction. He wrote that Aurora would be a finalist, uh, gives the best confessionals of the season. <laughs> gets brought to the end by the final immunity winner because of the various conflicts she got into will be the first castaway asked to do an AMA. I assume on Reddit um, tribal council is her place to shine multiple Ooh. times. She either calls people out or starts whispering. Okay. So <laughs> not gonna lie. That was actually like props to Mike. Um, <laughs> my prediction. I had Aurora making the merge. 
The merge is always a chaotic time, and this season is no different. Two vet-led alliances are preparing for an all-out war. We have David and his Looney Tune dudes versus Aubrey and Kelly's Praying Mantis Alliance. Man, my version of how this season played out is so different. Um, however, <laughs> at the first vote after the merge, the two sides find a compromise, file for uncontested divorce, and target the outspoken Aurora. In an almost unanimous vote, Aurora is sent to Last Chance Island. Okay. Puya, let's go over to you. Our crack team. What do you Our have? What are you thinking about these predictions? Okay. So first of all, you predicted merge. He predicted finalists. So you have the edge to begin. But while his AMA, I don't agree with. I don't think that's happening. Um, her shining at tribal, not all that much. But where he was right is that. You know, Aurora has had a little bit of conflict we've seen uh, this season. There's been a couple moments where people have not been too pleased uh, with Aurora. So there's that. Um, your Looney Tune Dude Alliance and the Praying Mantis Alliance, that's a whole other season that we would love <laughs> to see. I think if um, someone goes ahead in the offseason and does the brand steal for that, that would be fun to find out who would come out winning that side. However, you know, Mike Bloom just had a baby. And I didn't get him anything for the baby shower. So I'm giving him this point. It's a gift to Mike from Puya. That's so sweet. I'm sure he very much appreciates it. That's uh, right. All right, Kirsten, what are you thinking? So here's the thing. <laughs> Everything Puya just said is true. But I really want this praying mantis alliance. <laughs> So I'm going to give the point to you. I know, right? I'm just hoping that if I get enough people to say that was the correct prediction, somehow it will become a thing. Like we will just will it into existence. Yes. Uh, it was the dream. The dream of like the vet women coming together. Oh my goodness. What this season could have been. Instead, we have Rick Devins running around, a gold miner, no shirt on, trying to find <laughs> idols, climbing in trees. A different season yeah, just for sure. Just waiting for next episode when he has like a headlamp and a pan for gold and he finds an idol in the water. Yeah, exactly. It just like slowly morphs into <laughs> into this gold miner out there. Uh, I could totally see that. Maybe that's what it'll be in the future. That's uh, the, the, you know, the idols will have to get, you know, harder to find. I don't know if people continue to be frustrated by this. Although, actually... Before we move on, I did take a quick look. We're not doing Casuals Corner this week, but I did look at some of the Survivor posts um, on the Survivor Facebook page and top comments are all about Rick Devins. So uh, I'm just going to read a few. Devins is amazing. I have a new hero. Can't wait to watch him win it all. Loving how Devins is in control of this game and staying alive. I hope he wins it all. He has turned into one of my favorite Survivor players. Love his attitude. He has made this season great to watch. Devins for the win. That last comment, try, try, guess, okay. Uh, how many positive interactions on that comment do you guys think? Ah! <laughs> music worthy yeah I swear to god I wasn't even touching my phone let's go we're playing a Coca-Cola ad Kirsten McInnes in the field <laughs> what do you think Kirsten <laughs> I think I that it probably had like 1200 likes okay Puya what do you think over under over under but high 786 
It was over. Kirsten, you were the closest. A 1.500 or 1.5 thousand. Yeah. uh, Positive interactions. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, just to get a barometer on who potentially might win this season, Kevin's, I think, is the, you know, the person who's standing out. Now, that being said, we could have a Samoa type situation, but Mm -hmm. hmm. (laughs) we can only hope. I don't know. We'll see. I I guess I I think it's just frustrating for me to watch somebody win in a way that um, does not. That they played a game that does not value the things that I value in a in a survivor winner. So I think that that's like my biggest umbrage that I would take um, if Rick were to win the game. But. Yeah, I mean, it's survivor winners are like a box of chocolates. You never know what type of winner you're going to get. And sometimes you get the gross ones and you want to spit it out. But you still maybe eat it because it's still chocolate. Chocolate <laughs> like, is still chocolate. It's like, pizza, yeah. good pizza. Yeah, It's yeah. like one of those ones you go to grab the chocolate out of the box. You think it's going to be one thing. You take a bite. There's something inside, and it's not what you thought like, it would be. Oh, no, not this. <laughs> but I'll still oh, eat no. it anyway. Uh, like, oh, well, I already started. Got to finish it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. I'm really excited to play this first game that we have. So um, I totally forgot to come up with a name. What I currently have is Lauren rolls her eyes game in parentheses need better name. So that's that's what we're going to go with for the name. Um, So I don't know if the two of you have noticed, but it has definitely become obvious to other watchers of the show that Lauren has a tendency to roll her eyes in a very dramatic and lovely fashion. (laughs) We are going to play a game that revolves or rolls all around uh, this concept. So I'm going to read an event or a quote or something that happened and is going to be up to you to determine did Lauren roll her eyes at this? Okay, so simple yes okay. or no. Did she roll her eyes? Did she not roll her eyes? We're just going to go back and forth between Kirsten and Puya, and uh, and let's see how you guys do. All right, Kirsten, this first scenario is for you. Did okay. Lauren roll her eyes when Rick compared himself to Kaiser Soze at Tribal Council? I'm pretty sure she did. Unfortunately, she did not. But I think wow. you'll notice a theme at the types of things that she does roll I guess her eyes that was, at. I guess that was maybe me who was rolling her yeah. eyes. <laughs> it's hard to distinguish between the two sometimes. <laughs> okay, Puya, this next scenario is for you. Did okay. Lauren roll her eyes when Rick said, quote, there were some unhappy faces when I got back to camp, end quote, referring to him winning immunity? Mm, it's a safe bet to say yes, so I'll just say yes. That is correct. Yes, she Thank did you. roll her eyes at Rick. Okay, Kirsten. <laughs> did Lauren roll her eyes when Rick was running around the jungle, which she said resembled, quote, hide and seek, and I hate hide and seek? <laughs> hmm, now I'm like trying to get into the meta game of did Lauren roll her eyes? <laughs> Are you trying to next level me? The new, the next level strategy. She does roll her eyes a lot. So, okay. So I will say, I only, not that this matters at all, but I really only tried to pick the ones where it's very clear she rolled her eyes. Cause sometimes she does the thing where she kind of just like, like half roll. So tried to not do any of those. (laughs) I, 
I think that she did not roll her eyes at this. Ooh, she did roll her eyes at this. <laughs> You're, I keep getting next level. This <laughs> yeah. like next level strategy of did Lauren roll her eyes? Okay. Puya, this one's for you. Did Lauren roll her eyes when Rick said baller during the immunity <laughs> challenge? Yes or no? No. Uh, no. That's correct. Although yeah. he did say baller during the immunity challenge when he like brought all of his tiles back. That I think solicited an eye roll from me. Uh, uh, which is better, lechisery or baller? Baller. Uh, Neither. <laughs> Uh okay, Kirsten. Did Lauren roll her eyes when she was questioning Rick about finding the idol? He denied finding it on the island and said, "I hope there's one out there." Yes, that is correct. Mm-hmm. He she did Finally. roll her eyes. That was actually the one that inspired this game because it I was just like, I got to do something with this. She's like, <laughs> I love this just theme in the editing i know people have been talking about oh lauren talks about fire a lot no the eye rolling that's what i'm here for all right who yeah did lauren roll her eyes when rick said quote wow it's pretty clear when lauren was chosen by gavin at the reward over aurora i'm gonna go with a definitely did roll her eyes no she did not Uh, (laughs) this is so stupid you know when you like come with a concept for a game you put it together you're super excited you're like oh my god this is so stupid okay no why would anyone else know that feeling I'm in such a weird little bubble okay Kirsten this next scenario (laughs) is for you did Lauren roll her eyes when Gavin suggested that Rick could be quote in the middle of the woods out there making something end quote referring to a fake idol I don't think she did. Ooh, she did roll her eyes at this. (laughs) And then here's the thing. Okay, after the last one, I was like, I'm just going to guess yes on all of the remaining answers. And like, I should, in theory, get some right. But then I was like, no, I really don't think she rolled her eyes. (laughs) Yeah, this is a next podcast beyond Lauren watched. (laughs) Really? it You do have to pay really close attention because you're just looking for something that's super, super subtle. Okay, Puya, this next scenario is for you. Did Lauren roll her eyes when Rick did not play the immunity idol on Julie? Ooh, why would would she? Would I don't think she should, but she could have because it's Lauren. Um, I'm gonna go with Kirsten's strategy. I'm gonna say yes. I'm sorry, no. Oh, However, it, Aurora did roll her eyes. Oh, so it was a so trick question. A little bit of a trick question. Wow. Yeah. Um. So, so this was. I mean, she rolled her eyes. I think maybe for like four. How many times? Like four times during this episode, and then there were some other like half rolls. Um. I actually have some other scenarios that I'd like to talk through about. Um. Last week's episode from Awkward, where she did roll her eyes. So first of all, congratulations. Booyah, you won the game two to one. It was a tough, it was a tough battle um, <laughs> of the Lauren. Uh, did she roll her eyes game? Quote needs better name. Um, okay, but first of all, let me let me go through some of the awkward. So I'll give you a chance, maybe Kirsten, to get some bonus questions. Maybe you can oh, win. God. Okay, so at the beginning of the immunity challenge, Rick makes a joke about how if everyone drops out, they can be his final three. Did Lauren roll her <laughs> eyes at this? 
I, I believe she did. She did. That is correct. Yes. yes. Um, okay. Kirsten gets bonus points. Congratulations, Kirsten. You are the Wait. winner. Of the- <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. yes. I love winning. <laughs> he is rolling his eyes in the background. Um, so if I give you a good name for this game now, can I be declared the winner again? I have a good name. No. I don't know. Kirsten, good name. Kirsten gave me a point. I've already been crowned. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll still give you the name as a gift to the BNB okay. for Mike's baby. Okay. All right. If, if it's for Mike, then that's okay. Yeah. So you should name this game. That's how I roll. Uh-huh. That's how Lauren rolls. No, you should rolls. absolutely not call it that. <laughs> Mike Baller. would love it. It's a pun. Mike loves his puns. <laughs> Mike's with me. I know he's agreeing with me right yeah, now. Yeah, I was like, but Asher doesn't. <laughs> oh, sweet baby Asher. I was like, I was trying to think. I was like, rolling down the river. Like, what <laughs> name can I make? Um. So just uh, she also rolled her eyes another time that I noted in that episode when Ron is explaining why uh, he picked who he picked for the reward challenge. Apart from that, apart from that one of Ron, every other one I noted was her rolling her eyes at Rick. So for those who are not a Rick fan, I think really maybe channel your energy into being a Lauren stan. If you know, like that could be a way to use your energy um, because she is over Rick Devins. I knew I liked her for a reason. Exactly. Uh, okay. Well, congratulations, Kirsten, on winning the game. Before we move on to our next activity, I want to take a moment and thank one of our sponsors. Poshmark. So I am getting ready to clean out my closet on Poshmark and shop for some new spring clothes. So Poshmark is a free app where you can clean out your closet, sell items for cash, and you can get your new spring fashion buying things with the money that you made by selling your clothes. Like it's so great. It's so simple to use. You just go ahead and download the app. So I know I'm going to be adding some items soon. So be sure to, like I said, download the app and use my referral code survivor podcast and you'll get five dollars off your first purchase now i know lauren would not roll her eyes at this because there are tons of lightly used or brand new items still with the tags on on poshmark you can shop easily for your next vacation or event shipping so fast and you can get brands like lululemon nike louis vuitton all for up to 70 percent off so like i said just download the app it's so easy you just take pictures of the items that you want to sell add the details and boom Easy peasy. When you make a sale, Poshmark then sends you an email with the shipping label. All you have to do is tape it to the box and drop it at your post office or schedule a pickup if that works better for you. And then when you sell items, you can then use that money to buy new items. So uh, it's just so great because you practically get to shop for free with the money that you make from your sales. And be sure to use our referral code Survivor Podcast to get $5 off your first purchase shopping on Poshmark is amazing. And really I recommend download the app, try it out and be sure to uh, use our invite code survivor podcast. When you sign up, that's invite code survivor podcast. Okay. Baller. Baller. Jesus. Stuff for free. I'm going to download it right now. I know it's, it's actually really great. I've had it on my phone for over a year. It's like super easy to use. Okay. Uh, I digress. Let's get into our next activity here. So, Puya, you have brought a discussion question. Please tell me it does not revolve around Rick Evans, although I <laughs> I would stomach it if necessary. Okay, so I would like us to discuss which Rick Devins... Fa- no, I'm kidding. Um, so my question is, I think I've been doing this for the last couple because I usually come in in the penultimate week. Um, so I would like us to 
rank uh. or just simply state preferences of the islands. Battle of the islands, as I like to call it. So we've got redemption, we've got exile, we've got ghost, and then we've got edge of extinction. Now that this season has started to wrap up, I feel like we all have a very we have our feelings towards how we feel about this. So I just want to know where Edge of Extinction falls in these rankings of the islands. Okay, so we have the uh, the Island of Extinction or Edge of Extinction. Mm-hmm. Is the Edge of yes. Extinction a separate place on the Island of Extinction? Like, I know there's cliffs up there. Is that, like, specifically the Edge? Uh, no, I That's think a great all, question. We know. Yeah, I think they're all part of the Edge. Mm, I'm not entirely sure the... Uh geography of the island of extinction but okay so extinction redemption ghost and what was the other one you said uh exile exile which you can really take exile out i feel like it's the least um, connected to the three but i still think it counts because it's an island and it's an exile or it's not an island if you're in token chains and you're just yeah. sent out into <laughs> the place of exile i guess um Okay, let's see. Hmm. So I think for me, oh my god, I don't know. Honestly, I kind of like the Ghost Island. <laughs> I like Ghost Island. <laughs> also, the fact that it gave us so many of the "it's going out to mature on Ghost Island" jokes. The um, meme was great. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I well, let's see. I feel like there were some other like good moments from Ghost Island. I mean, obviously Chris Noble out there with his like goofiness, ridiculousness. So That's I think if, in terms of everything, I would have to put Ghost Island as my favorite, which I can't believe Ooh. I just said Ghost Island wow. is my favorite. <laughs> Who would have wow. thought? Dun, 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 dun. Breaking news. Um, Leon, I love Ghost yeah, Island. I don't know. Kirsten, what do you think about these four? Okay, hmm, so minute you said Exile Island, I can only think of Coach, so it has to be my fave. Um, then I would probably put Ghost second mm-hmm. because of all the reasons Liana just said. And then the Edge third because of Reem. Mm-hmm. That's a good that, point. Actually, the Exile, yeah. the Exile Island, sorry, I was, I was just thinking like the, there's sort of a, a distinction between Ghost Island and Exile Island as one pair and Redemption and Edge of Extinction as another in terms of... Because ever returning. Exactly, yes, yeah. exactly. That those two have a, a returning player, which I think in general are, yeah, more negative for me. So, yes. so I think Ghost and Exile would be probably the top two. Yeah, no, I had a very similar feeling as well. Um, Ghost Island was fun in the fact that it was kind of, you know, you had your little bit of history lessons, the trinkets made their return. I think the biggest or worst part for me was, you know, the whole, all right, we're going to spend a segment here. Oh, no game for you. All right, never mind. This whole segment was useless. This doesn't matter. That wasn't great. Um, Unlimited Rice was kind of an interesting thing that was there. Um, But I think Exile Island was like the least, it was like, you had the adversity, you had the opportunity to find an idol if it was there, and then you were kind of just chilling in exile otherwise. That was good. I think for me, that's number one. Ghost Falls, number two. Edge of Extinction has been fun, uh, just for the fact that it's been new, it's been novelty. There are some things about it I still I don't like. Um, I kind of don't like the idea that uh, we get to gift things to people in the game every now and then. That's not really been something I've been a big fan of, but I mean... It's a new concept. Maybe it gets workshop. Maybe they keep it. I don't know. It's exciting to see. And Redemptal Temple for me has always just been like, meh, I don't want Redemptal Temple. Take it out of here. So Redemption Island's last for me. Yeah. And Redemption Island just solely focuses on duels. Like, I mean, that's really yeah. all that Redemption Island is. Right. You know what? Honestly, I don't mind the Edge of Extinction twist. I mean, obviously, no. I've been saying literally the entire season, waiting for the other shoe to drop, waiting for the other shoe to drop. Um, But 
there I mean I've had my gripes with it and I'm not mm. sure I want to see it back anytime soon but honestly it doesn't bother me I mean I know people have been saying oh there's still 16 people in contention like that's crazy and it's like well not really <laughs> I mean there's six people in contention we just don't know who that sixth person is going to be um, right. and so that doesn't bother me although although oh my god the letters to themselves are you kidding me? Okay, wait. So I I thought about this and I actually think it makes sense because if they had gotten like a letter from a loved one or something, obviously the loved one doesn't know about the twist and it's going to be something like we're so proud of you. You're living your dream like we know you're killing it. And I feel like for the people on the edge of extinction, it'd be like super demoralizing to get that because they'd be like, wow, like I'm disappointing my family. So by doing it like a letter from themselves, it's like a little bit less depressing. So depressing. my question though is like, okay, so they told them at the beginning of the season, hey, so we're going to have you all write letters to yourselves to be given to you when you were voted out. Like, because I can imagine that, okay, you're going to write a letter for yourself at the end of the, like, I guess at the end of the game is like, maybe what they were told. Yeah. Did you never do this in school? No. We had um, my like eighth and ninth grade English teacher made us all write a letter to ourselves at the beginning of the school year and then he gave it back to us on the last day of school and so it felt very much like that <laughs> wait what kind of stuff did you write i don't really remember but it would be stuff like like oh this is my year i'm gonna get a boyfriend <laughs> like stuff like that you know <laughs> oh my gosh like i don't know what do you care about when you're 13 yeah. i'd be like i'm finally gonna need a bra like i don't know <laughs> maybe i'll get my period this year um okay so <laughs> now i'm just okay now i really want to do this for myself i need to write myself a letter all right hold you on you and mike well, should do one for, you like, should do it for the next NBC. season oh that's a great yeah. idea like for the end yeah for okay so when like, would we read it like the beginning of next season or like the end of the end the of so like you should oh, you should write them before your like preview podcast for season 39 okay. and then, and the then you should read the letters at the end of your finale podcast yeah and be like did this season like live up to what we thought it would be but i also want to make it about myself did i get a boyfriend did i yeah, yeah. did you did, <laughs> did you get, a, get boyfriend? a boyfriend do you need a do bra I, did you get your period yeah, exactly <laughs> the real questions that i want to ask myself um okay i'm like all about this concept i don't know i'll talk to mike we'll figure out if we do or mike if he's listening because i only know how to talk to him on podcasts um <laughs> then uh then maybe we can try that if not i'm definitely going to do this for myself Dear Liana, <laughs> I believe in you. I, I just don't. I Okay, here's my fundamental problem with this issue is Eric's quote. And for some reason, Eric's quote of what an adventure, huh? What a story to tell. That's the content that we got from this people. Okay. Well, How about that? Also, <laughs> stop. I also really liked um, War Dogs. Was it written in third person? Did we get a yeah. firm answer on the that? The first word in his letter was War Dog. Became. Oh my so, goodness. Oh my yeah. gosh. Uh, <laughs> the, only, the only like partially redeeming part was of course Reem because she's the only partially redeeming part of apparently everything <laughs> when uh, when she it was something about like you know her like sappy thing of I can always be better and it's like dot 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 like weird <laughs> like calling herself weird that was great yeah. well and also just like that moment I feel like was the most relatable too because I think that it's anyone's biggest fear when they're gonna go on one of these shows that they're gonna be the first one sent home right mm -hmm. and like 
to be able to see her kind of go on this journey of acceptance from like, I screwed up. I'm such a loser to like, I'm still learning and growing and I am going to be better for this experience is like a nice little bookend to the rest of the season. I don't know. It didn't feel, I mean, it just felt like Reem talking about, I don't know. Like I didn't get that same like warm feeling inside that I think I was supposed to get by listening to a lot of these, you know, Reem included like David's about like, Oh, being, I'm a child and being able to sort of mature and bring it back to my girlfriend, which I love. I saw this, this comment on Reddit that was like, David's girlfriend goes to another school or like David's girlfriend is Canadian. (laughs) (laughs) Like that type of joke. and the thing is, is like, I just don't think it's cute for like a 45 year old man to be like, I'm a 45 year old baby. Like, that's not cute. Like, I, I just don't care for that. And then all I could think when he's like mentioning his girlfriend by name is like, oh, my God, what if they had broken up between this filming and now? Oh, my God. You hold auditions for someone with the same first name. Yes. Like, can you imagine if you like spent your whole beginning of the school year letter talking about your like summer boyfriend and then you get it in June and you're like, oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I think that's not my biggest concern if I write a letter to myself is be like damn it Liana you're such an idiot (laughs) oh my goodness well since we're all enjoying these letters so much um, let's keep the letter fun going and talk about the game I've brought today Mm -hmm. if you will Ooh, okay so in collaboration shout out to Mike Bloom this was his idea that was handed over to me and then I made the game happen Um, it's a game that your postman would love And you would love as well, given that I'm hearing you guys like these letters. So in relation to the letters we saw premiere this week, um, I have found letters from past survivors to themselves. I'm going to what I'm going to do. This is how it's going to work. I'm going to read you the content of these letters. And what you need to do is figure out who the letter belongs to. So the rules are you wait until the letter is done and then you call out with whatever word or noise you've chosen. And if you're first, you get the first guess. If you get it right, you get two points. If you're wrong, the other person can steal for two points. And then if you're both wrong, I will give you a clue, which will make it easier to guess. But the correct answer will be one point. Okay, so this is uh, verging on twish territory for me and the fact that I'm confused on how the points work. However, I did get the main part, which is I think I just buzz in when I think I know the answer. Basically, just buzz in, and then I can keep the score. Don't worry about that okay. part. Don't worry about the math. Do you have a special scorecard? I have a whiteboard in front of me with a red dry eraser marker. Do you really have? You really have a whiteboard? I, it's a, it's one of the little ones, like the A four size one. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um. Okay. So, uh, I would like to pick as my buzz in sound baller. Okay. <laughs> that leaves Kirsten with lechizuri, right? That's how we're gonna do this. Uh, you can pick something else, Kirsten. Yeah, yeah, whatever you like. You could I'm say, you could say, Puya, I'm playing. If you want to be Victoria during the immunity <laughs> challenge, which is so cute, poor little Victoria, like, yeah, having to call out to that Jeff. was really cute. Hey, Jeff, remember, I'm a person, and I feel like it also is very fitting because I'm going to be really bad at this. So I'm, I'm going to go with Puya. I'm playing. Okay, cute. Okay. I'm excited. I'm playing and baller. Baller sounds good. All right. <laughs> so first one, dude. I can't believe I'm back here, man. This is immaculate. After my stint in the summer house, I feel ready for anything this game throws my way. I'm back and ready to win this game because a modern life deserves a modern way to pay. Get ready because you're going to get a fat dip of that guac at the end of this time. 
Oh no. Um, um, oh my God. Why am I blanking? Uh, uh, oh, ba- baller, 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 baller. All right. Bala. Liana, what you got? Um, okay. Woo. Yes, that is correct. Oh, summer so, Santa summer house. Oh, yes, yes. I was like stuck. I was like, okay, like, uh, yeah, okay, all right, okay, sorry, okay, go ahead. So I had a real it. moment there. I feel like Liana should feel worse about that since she watched that movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'll give you the clues that were embedded in this. So immaculate is what he said about the ribs at the reward challenge. Um, that one is a deep cut. Summer House is obviously Santa's Summer House. Also a deep um, cut. Yeah, also a deep cut. <laughs> because a modern life deserves a modern way to pay is what they say in the MasterCard commercials that he's in. Oh so, God. And Kate, I knew that was a MasterCard thing, but I was just like, wait a second. What is happening? Like, I just got so confused. <laughs> the other thing, too, is like, it's very difficult for me to remember something that happened more than like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously get a fat dip of that guac is what he literally said says to uh, Jeffro when she gets a fat dip of that guac. That was like literally the only one that I was like, oh, oh. And the, but then I was trying I was trying to think I was like, I don't get any of the other ones. But now it all makes sense. Now it makes sense because Wu has been in a ton of commercials. Yeah, he's kind of uh, famous. If you Google Wu Huang commercial, the first link gives you like the 11 commercials he's in and clips to all of them. And I ended up deciding the master pass one because the other ones he's almost in an unspeak, no speak role. Uh-huh. So He's just there as like the eye candy. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's the one also that I would maybe recognize him from. So I think that that was like he, a good call. Yeah. Thank he you. does rock climbing in a Jeep commercial. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yes, and he's that in, he's in a Chick-fil-A commercial too. No, we don't have that here. Yeah. No, we don't. That's why I didn't get brought up. <laughs> okay. Next one. Next one. Here we go. I'm excited. Oh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't have to. Why should I write a letter to myself? Well, yeah, I'm playing. You got dang girl. House guest, house guest. Please wait till the end of the oh, summer. I miss that. Sorry, <laughs> I miss that too. <laughs> I set fire to the rain with napalm, but they'll let that stinging sensation fool them. I'm here to win and not to share anything with anybody. And by the way, your attitude is beautiful, darling. Well, yeah, I'm playing. All right, Kirsten, what you got? I need Natalie you got Cole. It. That's right. That is right. Yep. Queen. Hashtag <laughs> yep. Queen. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm like stuck on Woo's Twitter. He has a picture. He's got an ad for California Pizza Kitchen where he has a cauliflower growing out of his head. And it looks like <laughs> it's like what? supposed to be like an explosion thing. Or like it's his brain? Honestly, I'm not entirely sure exactly what's going on. Um, How does it make you feel? Uh, confused and also hungry. <laughs> I could go for some pizza. Um, nice job, Kirsten. I honestly, I was like, who? And that happened like ten minutes ago on Ghost Island. So, <laughs> or on Ghost, Ghost Island, Island. <laughs> on, uh, David Goliath. David Goliath. Shut up, shut up, Puya. I yeah, shut yeah, up, Puya. Sh- That's a hashtag for this episode. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I acted out emotionally. I'm, I'm being knew- a real. I'm being a real Rick Devins right now. <laughs> I just will never forget Natalie is uh, like I didn't have to give her my jacket so I chose not yeah. to. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to. I don't have to. Not. Classic. Yeah. Ugh, right. Love her. Miss her. When is she coming back? With Reem? Okay. Wait, hold on. All right. Survivor Reem, Survivor versus, Reem versus Natalie. Yes, exactly. Who else could we pull that would like fall under that very like loud, outspoken, like extremely entertaining character? Can you imagine a whole season of those types of characters? Ooh, ooh. 
Uh, Reem versus Natalie versus Lauren from HHH. Oh, yeah, that would be a Lauren good one. Rimmer, Donna. She's like, I mean, even compared to them, she's like a little bit more subtle, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so I'm so happy she made it so far. Like I was I thought she was going to be the first boot. Lauren Rimmer. I was like convinced and like, yeah, yeah me too. OK. And then I mm-hmm. fell in love. Fell in love. OK. All right. Sorry, Puya. Keep going. All right. So the next one. Chamber of Secrets. That's right. Call it the sequel. I'm the shepherd of the game. Gonna be heard in them sheeple. Back at it again. You can call me the white fans. I bring the breeze through with a sea of my big fans. Game seven intensity. Block your path like Matombo. Netherlands. I don't ponder because I won't drop the mic, bro. Oh, um, uh, uh, baller, baller, baller. What you got? Uh, uh, Wendell. Uh, that is incorrect. Oh, Kirsten, crap. if you get this right, you get two points right here. Oh my goodness. Oh no, but I don't know. <laughs> Why was that a wrap? Right. Would you? Oh wait, is it um... Oh, what's his name? All right. We, do you guys want a clue? Uh, oh, there's a clue? Okay, yeah. I'm a- I can give you a clue if uh, Kirsten refuses to answer and then we get one point I- for his right. I just feel like I know, but I can't remember the name. So I guess whatever. We'll do, just have the clue. Do I get okay. to re-guess? Yes, if you get it before Christmas. Ugh, does. Um, I hate this. So, Netherlands, I don't ponder. The, uh, the uh, synonym for Netherlands is Holland, Wendell Holland. So think of that line. Netherlands, I don't ponder because I won't drop the mic, bro. Is that what I said? I can't remember I said his Wendell. name. No, it's well, no, well, Wendell's incorrect. not the is answer. Baller. Yes. Oh, yes, that's correct. I, any, I, I couldn't why couldn't I remember place. the name Chris Noble? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I knew. I was like, I can see his face, but why can't I remember his uh, name? Pff, I still have his rap on my phone. Like I listen to it from time to time yeah. because it slaps. <laughs> oh my. Okay, wait, wait, Puya, can you go through some of the other clues? Because I didn't get anything. Well, just okay. So it's in his likeness, right? So that's what I've been doing with these is I'm trying to have it be in their likeness. If you thought Chris Noble was going to write a letter to himself, he's going to rap to himself, right? That's what's going to happen. Okay, sure. So it was just as many cocky lines as possible. That's right. Call it the sequel. It's a second time playing game seven intensity. Block your path like Matumbo. He made a D Wade reference in his last season. He'll make a Matumbo one here. And then the last line's the biggest giveaway. Netherlands. I don't ponder because I won't drop the mic, bro. Meaning. I'm going to ignore Netherlands, Wendell Holland. I'm going to ignore Wendell Holland because I won't drop the mic, bro. I won't put the mic down. Bro. Okay, I will say the first part of that's super obscure, but that's how I got Wendell because I was like to drop like the mic, bro, yeah. like put the mic down. Yeah, and so the minute you were wrong, I was like, okay, it has to be Chris Noble, but I literally couldn't remember his name. I could see his face. I could see his beautiful face and body, but I could not remember his name. So it's funny because when I wrote that one out, I was like, okay, answer Chris. I was like, wait, what's his last name? It took me so long to remember. I was like, how did I forget Noble? Yeah, the Noble one. How did you forget that? Yeah, the Noble one. Oh, man. I'm just sorry. I'm looking at his lyrics. Feeling like a boss as I'm island hopping. The buzz so real. It's like we bottle popping. There yeah. you go. See, it's a, okay. It's, yeah. It definitely is in his in like in that theme. Yeah, you're right. It does. Vanaka. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. We're moving forward. Score right now is three two. Just so you guys know. Um, for Liana. Okay. Hey, this letter is coming to you at a time of great need. 
Remember who you're out here for. You're not out here for your kids. You're not out here for your husband. We know who has the balls in our marriage, even if he likes to hang them around the house. You're here for you. What's in this for you? Victory, retribution, coconuts. It's your time to steal all these things. Pepper them with kindness and take what is yours. Uh, Bala, Bala, Puyan playing. Bala. I heard, I heard uh, Puyan playing first. Ah, oh, damn it. Monica Culpepper. That is correct. Uh, that is correct. I knew that one. All right. <laughs> yeah, so I got the ball shout part. To, yeah, shout out to Mike Bloom who who uh, after I sent these to him for review said, "Can you add something about the balls and the interior decorating?" <laughs> Mike knows me too well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like that's actually an unfair advantage to be putting in the ball references for Liana to get. Mm. <laughs> it is her wheelhouse. Truly is. It truly is. <laughs> all right, all right. Next one. They didn't expect it, but you're here again. You're going to hit them with all the big moves and you won't let anyone in the bottom forget that they're here to play. I miss mom, but I also don't miss her because everything I've done in this game, I believe I owe to her not being here. If anyone tries to steal your shine, just remember they can cash you at tribal. How about uh, that? Bala, Bala, Bala. Liana playing. Liana, oh, okay. Uh, Sierra Easton. That is correct. I'm just saying that I definitely said play. I'm playing first, but whatever. oh my gosh, we had this issue when I hosted Renap and we were playing the win. Shut up, Tim's money, and then like on the podcast, it sounded different. Um, it was it was like crazy intense. So, well, I'm just hoping that you, the the fans exactly. of the B&B are with me on this they're one. They're with you. I have to believe that they're with you on this one for sure. Ultimately, we are all winners. So that's what we need to take away from this. We're all winners, no matter how you look at it. Bala. Bala. Okay. All right. And next one. Or last one. Hey, it's Blank here from Survivor. You're back on the island again. Hopefully this time you will erect a bigger game than your last go. No load is too big to bear in this game. The harder you come for them, the faster you will knock, knock, knock them off the path to victory. Go nuts. Who yeah, I'm playing? What is it, Kirsten? It's Dr. Mike. It is Dr. Mike. Oh my god, that's so good. I love this one. <laughs> Thank you. This is the first one I came up with and I peaked, so I left it for last. Oh <laughs> my gosh. You yeah, I'm sure. And and Dr. Mike does know a thing about peaking. Oh man, that's great. <laughs> that was so Ooh, good. That was yes. really good. Yeah, that's I really I like that you use that to make Liana laugh too yeah. hard to answer. Yeah, was, that's what happened there. That's exactly what happened. I like did not have an answer just because I was listening to, uh, to all of the very inspired lines. I also have to imagine that that is exactly how Dr. Mike would write a letter to himself. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it was Dr. probably Mike more PG. That is true. It actually probably is more PG. Um, that reminds me, I think I did the final power rankings uh, when Matt Lagori was doing that for Survivor. And I'm pretty sure my entire like power ranking for uh, Mike was all just like puns like that, yeah. like unable to penetrate the alliance, juggling too many balls, overcome, spelled C-U-M. So I, I'm inspired. That sounds like I know you. It does sound like me. So I'm, I'm inspired. And on that note, everyone uh, check out the Sir Five Four Three Two One. That's right on RobinsOpsy.com with Matt Uh Wow, those were fun. Thanks, Puya. No, yeah, that problem. was really fun. So final score, um, six to five. Congratulations, Kirsten. You were yes. able to overcome the Liana lead and take the victory. 
Oh, I just, I can't tell you how good this feels. I feel like such a baller. <laughs> Bala. Oh my gosh. That was good. Oh, okay. Congratulations, Kirsten. Um, that was, oh my gosh, that was so much fun. Before we move on to more fun and games, we're going to take a quick break to listen to a word from our sponsors. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back, so let's keep on keeping on. Um, okay. I do want to move on, if we can, from the letters and talk about a list of rules. That's right. The Ron Clark rules. So Ron Clark has his 55 essential rules for every educator for like students or something. And we are making an addendum to those rules that are survivor related. So if we add very on brand, a rule for every episode, you're going to end up with 69 rules. So we are at the penultimate rule, number 68. Okay, so I'm going to run through quickly the rules that we have so far, and then let's come up with a rule to add to this list. Okay, so Reem Daily, speak softly and carry a big snake. Don't be stupid, stupid. Watch your back. Always go through someone's bag 20 minutes ago. Have Joey Amazing on your tribe. All's fair in love and war dog. Dress for the blind side you want. Don't be a puppet, master. If you're going to jump ship, give them your wallet. Be the good cop. It's criminally underrated. If you treat someone like a dog, you might get bit. And blood is thicker than parchment. Whew. Oh my gosh, that list is getting so long. Okay, now. I have a few suggestions, um, but first I'll turn the tables over to the two of you. If any of you have an idea that you really want to throw out there for the Ron Clark rule. Yes, I have one that I think would be good. Um, and it does pertain to this episode in particular. So we see that Rick Devins gets his idol right in the beginning. And then we also see before that goes down um, them, them, the rest of them talking about, so, uh, he's going to be hustling. He's going to be looking for that. Or we should do something about that. And then we don't see them do anything about that till way later in the episode. So my rule is when it comes to idols, don't be idle. Oh, that's good. That is really good. Um, I, I made it myself. <laughs> you made it all yourself. <laughs> when it comes to idols, don't be idle. I think that also is really good because it applies to the people who are not babysitting the people who need to right. be hiding. Just, it's both. Oh yeah. my god, y'all, I just remembered something that happened at the beginning. Okay, the very first or like second episode, Victoria and Julie are talking about how men always find idols, and then Julie mm -hmm. is like, or uh, uh, Victoria's like, oh, so we should be out there babysitting? And Julie's like, no, we should be out there finding the idols. 
come full circle to Mr. Rick, goodness gracious Devons out there, like finding all the idols. And uh, okay, the babysitting. I'm sorry. Can we talk about the like idol babysitting for a second? Are they babysitting him? Are they not babysitting him? Like, I'm Mm -hmm. just so confused. The conversations around camp about like, oh, should we watch him? Yeah, probably. Uh, Yeah. uh, I feel like they must be watching him, but it's just like there's 24 hours in a day and they're so Mm -hmm. bored. Well, like that's the that's and like the they don't want to spend time with him, right? Like <laughs> it's also where it's like, would you want to be around him for twenty four hours? Like you take annoying you him? Take I mean, it's like I don't know. Yeah, you've got one job, right? Is to have one person with him at all times, kind of like the anti buddy system, where he's not your buddy, where you're going to stick to him like glue. And then there is four of you, so let's take shifts. It's like okay, so until lunch, Victoria, you're on Rick patrol. Gavin, you're after lunch. Lauren, you got him before sleeps. Aurora, wake up at 5 a.m. and look at him. Like, I feel like if you are so sure that this guy is conniving and is going to find a way to stay, you got to just keep that, like, have that method and keep that going. Because it's like Gavin said at Tribal, Gavin's like, yeah, I don't look around. And then when I look back, of course, he's gone. It's like, well, why weren't you looking at him the whole time? Just stare at Rick <laughs> I just, I can't get over Aurora, wake up at 5 a.m. and watch him yeah. sleep. Just stare at him sleeping. <laughs> And staring yeah, at like if yeah. really if Aurora, which she continues to mention on this episode, my number one plan or like my number one goal is to get out Rick Devins. Then I feel like you know yeah. he has like he's been able to find an idol before. He's played an idol. Like obviously this episode it didn't end up playing that big of a role because he won immunity, but you could have prevented him from getting that first idol. Like I'm just thinking back to um what am I thinking of? Uh, Malcolm and Andrea. Andrea. Yeah. And Kara Moen with that whole situation with the idol. I, I just like my, my rule was like stalk people who are always finding idols. because Yeah. <laughs> like that. That's just something that uh, it just seems crazy. I don't know. There could be logistics out there. Like, I don't want to be too harsh on them in the same way that like, I don't want to be too harsh on Devons for like having to rely on idols. Cause it's just sort of part of the game. But at the same time, like my goodness people yeah. get out there like follow him around um okay so i say we go with that one that's my personal preference i'll read a couple of other ideas that i had but i think we'll go okay. with when it comes to idols don't be idle um so be cautious of the simple plan and then i was gonna try to make a simple plan joke but that <laughs> obviously in the same ways the lauren gay name game didn't play out but yeah you're just a kid <sighs> yes so. exactly thank you Thank you. Um, don't put baby in the corner. Uh, be theatrical at tribal because that's apparently a thing. And of course, don't fall for reverse psychology. So I think uh, when it comes to idols, don't be idle is the one that we should add to the list. Yeah. The uh, theatrical one, the, uh, it links up to the one other one that I had on my list, which was the biggest present to yourself is presentation. But I mean, I don't like that uh, one. That or a letter to yourself, which I think we really <laughs> realize is the true yeah. greatest gift. Present yes. To all of Just, us. and you need to annually write a letter to yourself. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm sure there's like some motivation for that. I should, I really should do that. Dear me. I think we'll do it. How about, um, at the end of 2019, before 2020 starts, we will all write letters to ourselves and then we will open them. The end of 2022 <laughs> yeah guys we're all gonna get back together and we're gonna read the letters that we wrote to ourselves um and then at the end of the year it's gonna be like crap i don't talk to any of these people anymore awkward <laughs> um so they i, I actually found this thing it's called www.futureme.org dot uh, org uh, where you can write a letter Ooh. to your future self and it will email it to you in one year three years or five years 
However, you do have to enter your email, so hopefully you're using the same email address in uh, five <laughs> years. But I think now with you know people are pretty stable. I just remember when you had when you were 13 <laughs> and you had your all your various <laughs> AOL accounts. Oh, can we can we name our worst emails as children? I would like to have this segment right now. I don't think the world needs yeah, to know. Agreed. Uh, Puya, you feel free to share yours though if you are. I'll share okay, my. Feeling I have open. no shame. Okay, go for it. Yeah. Uh, my email was jungleboogie at hotmail.com. No. <laughs> yes, it was. I, what are you saying? It wasn't? No. Or, I'm not allowed to? I made a mistake. I refuse okay? to accept that as an email that you had. Okay. What was it? Jungleboogie at hotmail.com? Yeah. Jungleboogie at hotmail.com. If you okay, email to it, I might be able to find the password and Can reply I email you? you? I probably don't. I mean, I don't know if I have it anymore, but yes. So, like, Jungle Boogie. I'm gonna all hack one word. that email address. Jungle Boogie, or was it Jungle Dot Boogie? But yeah, that was that was my email as a youngin who didn't know. Can you better. explain? Huh. Was there like logic behind this choice? Um, I think I liked the song Jungle Boogie by Cool and the Gang. I think that's oh. all the explanation there was there. I think. Huh. I don't remember quite. But yeah. Huh. Okay. All right, well, guys, stop giving me the awkward silence, please. It was a mistake I made as a kid. Please. <laughs> but yeah, but oh, why please. did? But like, I just don't understand why you chose to create this as a podcast segment right now. Like, we could have all gone like, on knowing you never had this email address, you know, but like, you specifically brought it up. But it's like when you take pictures with friends. Okay, let's take a funny one. I was like, oh, we're talking emails. This will be fun for everyone. Let's let's say <laughs> our old cheesy emails, and then I'm the only one who did it. So now I look crazy. The cheesery <laughs> emails. Um. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was a thing. So do you, is this like a thing that you do that you're like, huh, this is a super embarrassing thing about me. I think I'm going to share it. <laughs> what is this therapy? No, I was just like, so, Hey, this will be how fun does it for make the you feel? <laughs> What I feel, I feel very attacked right now is what, how I feel. <laughs> uh, hashtag shut up. Puya. Yeah, hashtag shut up. Hashtag yeah. Puya. I'm playing. So, Liana, how does it feel Puyo, going playing. from the Renap episode of Win Shut Up Kim's Money to Lose Shut Up Puya's Friendship? <laughs> oh, burn. Ouch. That's yeah. so mean. Why would you do that to me? I do like the nickname Shut Up Puya. I don't. We could play I, that. My nickname is Puya. My name is also Puya. Didn't you also share something embarrassing with like a weird nickname that you had from the last time you were on? You know what we should do? We should talk about the question of the week. Puya I think nicknames. that's where we're going. Let me see. I was just thinking of an old Puya nickname, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Go back to the B the first B and B appearance I made, where we played a game of Mash, and then I gave up my nick horrible nicknames. There, it's worth the dip. Um. Oh, okay, yeah. let me see if I can find it. Okay, so not you. That was a free plug for the audience. So go. Leave okay, it. I think it might have been. 2017 week eight <laughs> we seem to play mash that together sounds about right um about oh yeah right. probes nickname for you oh man i oh, can't no. believe i didn't write it down Ugh, i'm so mad uh, at myself okay well we'll go back and find that out and then get to embarrass you more okay let's move on <laughs> i suppose uh to, to our final uh segment of the week and that is the question of the week so the question of the week was survivor themed baby name which first of all i have talked about this on the rupaul's drag race podcast but mike bloom's baby's name is asher james bloom 
Which is such a mm-hmm. bomb.com name. I will continue. Such a great it's name. Such yeah. a good name. I assume named after James Clement, Asher. I'm not entirely sure where that came from because everything has to be survivor inspired in my world. Uh, but uh, first, what we'll do is I'll go through some of the answers that you submitted to us and then we'll, we'll talk about our answers to the question of the week. So Parker Schimler uh, wrote in and said, Pete Austin, named after the classic survivor feud between Pelican Pete and Austin in the Pearl Islands. So Mike Bloom's next baby will be named Pete Austin Bloom. I'm saying it, decreeing it. It will happen, Uh, which I absolutely love. Like, also, that's just such a good classic scene in Survivor. Can you imagine like fighting with a bird? Oh my God, that's what it would have been so much better with Rick Devins. If he had gone up there climbing for the idol and then had like messed up a bird's nest and he gets attacked by birds. Oh, that would have been so funny. I would have been living for that. Um, and it's really if there's a bird fight with a birth, is it the stork? Is the baby going to fight the stork? Fight the stork. Yeah, it's about to be a bird fight. Okay. My- Talk about a pecking order. <laughs> <laughs> We've moved on from um uh Dr. Mike inspired dick jokes to bird inspired puns. Really <laughs> the gamut over here at the BNB. Uh Mike Bloom actually submitted his own. I think he's just trying to like take control of this narrative. He's like, I do not want a crazy name. But he came up with a pretty crazy name. He made a portmanteau of several different tribe names from Survivor. Oh, no. So I'm gonna do my best to pronounce this, but it's, it's all vowels. Shiboga Tonga Hularwe. <laughs> Bloom. <laughs> yes, because he gave that suggestion because he doesn't want a crazy name. It's just so crazy. It might work. Uh, what what I loved about this though is the the tribe names. That was actually one of my ideas. But can you imagine like naming your kids like Malolo? Like after the really crappy. Like this is Tan Dang. <laughs> like Malolo, go get your brother Tan Dang. Like talk about the psychology of names. Poor Malolo, though, always in Tandang Shadow. Always. I know. uh, Kasaya could be like a good kid name for your other like dysfunctional child. Uh, Although I guess now that I'm thinking about it, can you imagine like naming your kid Merica or like Healer? Like Healer, go get your brother Hustle. Yeah, where's your sister hero? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness! If you have triplets, name them hero healer. <laughs> Although I like, and then I, I, like I guess you'll I, you have to have two kids, David and, David Goliath. and Goliath, hero and villain. Okay. That, that's so to segue millennial and Gen X. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think actually hero and villain was like the name of Scar and Mufasa, and then they were like, mm, we should change it to something a little less obvious. Yeah. It was actually originally Survivor Scar versus Mufasa. Yeah. That was that's the next theme. I'm here for it. I would actually totally be here for like a Disney Renaissance inspired season of Survivor. So if anyone is listening out into the ether, that would be great. Go ahead and make that happen. They would uh, have to bring Anthony from Big Brother Canada for the Lion King right. one. Uh okay, Puya, what, what were you saying? So my name, you guys kind of met, uh Kirsten mentioned it was Goliath with the middle name in so that it's Goliath in bloom. In bloom. And then if you wanted to give them the uh, just the letters, he'd be called Lil Gib. That does not Lil sound Gib. right oh, no. somehow. I don't want to hear about a Lil Gib. <laughs> or Gib. Seems he like a Dr. Mike joke. He's not going to be Lil forever. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. It definitely does sound like a Dr. Mike joke. <laughs> no. <laughs> they talked about his Lil Gib. Um, okay, sorry. I Googled Gib. When he's older, he's big Gib. <laughs> 
just in case. Now, I didn't look at the Urban Dictionary version because I'm a little terrified. Uh, but the the definition of gib is that G-I-B, gib. Okay. Mm-hmm. A wood or metal bolt, wedge, or pin for holding part of a machine or structure in place. Um, Very strong. Look at him, little He gib. fastens yeah. parts together with a gib. <laughs> huh. Little gib. Why is there no Lil in front of it? Because he's, he's a, a baby. baby. Oh my yeah, god! Baby I should just start. Okay, so I know that like Lil is like kind of like a rapper thing, right? But I not have anymore, decided still, to yes. co-opt that. If that's allowed, I don't know. Probably not. But uh, I want to just start being like, you know, Lil Reem. Like, what up, Lil, Lil Reem? Lil Reem. <laughs> I love that. That's your new rap that's name, so Lil Liana. Oh, Lil Liana, it's so cute. Oh, Lil Liana. Lil Liana. Um. Okay, Kirsten, what do you? <laughs> What answer did you bring? Okay, so here's the situation. <laughs> I was trying to think of a survivor baby name for days. I couldn't think of anything, so I turned to some friends and I said, what are some survivor baby names? And they just gave me some really hilarious puns that you could never name your child, but I feel like they need to exist oh, in the perfect. world. Um, Cryin' Ulrich. <laughs> that should have been the question um, instead. <laughs> we've got uh, Richard Hatched. Oh, <laughs> Christian Hugh, Hugh Baby. Oh, I love um, that one. Baby Nguyen. Oh my gosh, these are okay. so good. Um, infant infants versus faiths. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And then pacifier represents your life. Pacifier represents your life. That's so good. Oh my gosh, I am now getting flashbacks to Baby Survivor. Um, the original yep. concept that was born here on the B and B, which. Uh, Mike Bloom, we have to sign Asher up for Baby Survivor. Um, and I don't think Angela will sign off on that's that. That's true. She actually, she has like some sense to her. Um, those names though, Kirsten, those could be the names of the other contestants. Oh, Brant Steele version of Baby Survivor. <laughs> yeah. So, but again, I did not come up with any of those my, myself. That was like austin and matt Ligori and lita and it was not me because i have no brain for puns <laughs> okay then props <laughs> to everyone else not kirsten yeah don't give me any props for this except for the fact that i'm allowing the world to right. hear them now. well that's okay sometimes you know you just need to like be the funnel for uh for all of the wonderful amazingness that is the brain of puns of the rhap community that doesn't make sense okay whatever i'm tired <laughs> i'm still on board <laughs> um <laughs> well okay yes booyah yes may i may i speak uh i don't know are we friends you revoked our friendship so um well i didn't you just lost puya's friendship mm. okay so i guess you have to leave this no no, no 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 i want to stay we're still friends we're still friends okay so i did a thing as well um in honor of baby asher joining us and being the son of a mop like meat boy i went ahead and threw asher james bloom into the anagrams and I, ca- I found some anagrams and we can decide which one is the most appropriate to give asher oh perfect moving okay forward. let's do okay. it okay Okay, mm-hmm. so I got the top five on the board. Okay, so the first one is Jamboree's Shalom. <laughs> I kind of love this, it. It's yes. his full name, right? Okay, it's full name. All the letters okay. were used. Yes. And then there's Arable Josh's mom. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, uh, I've googled Arable. Uh, the definition evades me. Does it mean Arable. the same as Gib? Josh used or suitable for growing crops. 
Josh's mom has got it going on. And yes. she is all out there growing crops. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The next one is Raja's Besom Mole. <laughs> what? Huh. No, that poor child. Remember, we like this kid. We do like this kid. Okay, so then the er- other one is Herbal Seams Mojo. Oh, uh, okay. So okay. I'm really conflicted between Jamboree Shalom and and that. I like yeah. Jamboree Shalom. Mojo. I think that's my I favorite. I like Jamboree Shalom. That's the top seed. But the last one is Blame Major's Hose. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one I still think I have to go with the Jamboree you- Shalom, though, if I had to pick. <clears throat> All right. Yeah, I think so. We decree it. Wait, what were you saying, Kirsten? Mike. <laughs> um, do you think that when they were naming him, they put it into the anagram generator <laughs> to make sure that they had no, a good one? No, but that's actually a really good consideration. It's you know how move. people are like picking their baby names based on if that um like social media handle is available or if that email handle is available? It's a thing. Look it up. I may have heard it once or made it up, but it's probably real. This is a similar thing, I think, right? You got to like put your potential baby name into like nickname generator, into an anagram generator. You got to see what comes out because you definitely need your kid to have like a bomb ass uh, uh, anagram name like Jamboree Shalom. Yeah. Jamboree Shalom. Shalom. All right. Well, wow. Uh, any other thoughts on this episode or anything crazy? Oh, wait, let me tell you. Next question of the week. How would you prevent someone <laughs> from finding an idol? So with all this don't be idol idol talk, don't be idol idol. <laughs> don't, I don't know what that means. When it comes don't to be idols, idol, don't yes. be idol. Um, we you, well, preventing people from finding idols is apparently now a skill that you need to have on Survivor. Uh, talk about a yes. social experiment. So Please feel free to reach out to us. You have a number of ways to contact us. Use the hashtag RHAPBNB, the letter N, uh, not a ampersand because that's not how the hashtags work. Uh, you can also respond <laughs> to this post on the RHAP website or in the patron Facebook group. Also, feel free to email us if you have long form answers or even game suggestions <laughs> or game name suggestions. Uh, that our email is RHAPBNB again, the letter B, the letter N, the letter B, yeah, at gmail.com. Um, which, by the way, I did a podcast with Shannon Gates uh, yesterday. And, and I was just thinking about the fact that, like, I can't spell my own name. Like, I now really have to think about, like, okay, how do I spell? Spelling is very difficult. All right. Before we wrap up, do either of you have any more comments, questions, rando thoughts, embarrassing secrets you'd like to share? Well, I'm all out of embarrassing secrets to share because I shared plenty. Um, I'm happy that I was brought back. I always enjoy my time at the BNB. It was fun for me. Um, and my last comments are, Liana, you're killing it. Kirsten, you're killing it. And let's do predictions on who's winning and who's coming back from the edge of extinction now. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's a good That's a good thing um, to talk about. Not that okay. it's a good thing what the answer is going to be. Um, <laughs> all right. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and kick things off. I think that Rick is going to win. I believe in the casuals that they will lead me in the right direction. Um, They are my water stick. So I am going with Rick Devins is going to win. And the person that I think is going to come back from the edge of extinction, because I still don't really know apart from Reem. I mean, who else has like a story that needs to be continued? I feel like it's going to be an easy, like they come back, they get voted out immediately. So who knows who it's going to be? So I guess Mm -hmm. I will go with the person that 
is good at challenges. Joe, I guess. I don't know. Why not Joe? Why not? Why not Joe? Um, I think that Aurora is going to come back. Damn it. I think just like coming back into the game right away, Mm. I feel like makes sense. Um, And then I also think Rick is going to win. Okay. I don't think Rick is going to win. I'm in the camp of this is the Samoa Hans timeline where I think Lauren is going to be our winner. I've liked what I've been seeing from Lauren, especially the last couple of weeks. I can, I almost feel like we're getting more of her and more of the good stuff. So I'm going to say Lauren is winning um, to the chagrin of many. And then I want to say for the returnee, honestly, it would be incredible if it's Reem. And the fact that we've been seeing a lot of Reem makes me want to say it's Reem. But I don't know if it's Reem. And then if I think I'm with Leon, I think it's someone who's got that challenge prowess. And if it's not going to be Joe, I'm going to go with, give me Chris Underwood sitting on the one rock in the middle of the ocean reading his letter to himself. Oh my God, how extra was that? He was like, I'm going to go out to yeah. a rock in the middle of the ocean to read my letter. I'm so cute. <laughs> Do you do you think like he came up no. with that himself or did production or is going out to a rock in the middle of the ocean the same as like climbing to the top of the jungle gym to read your <laughs> yeah, that's right. Is that what you did, Kirsten, when you got your letter at the last day of school? Climbed up on top of the jungle gym. No, I I definitely didn't, but I wish I had for I the know. drama. I, yeah, I definitely think it was full production. It was probably like, okay, everybody like go to your corner. Um, and his dramatic <laughs> corner was out in the in the island or on the in the ocean. Yeah, I think those are all really good picks. I I don't know what's going to happen. It would be so much fun to have Reem come back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> imagine just a brief moment uh, to have Reem back. In the I game. want Reem to be at the final tribal at that point. If if Reem comes back, let her be one of the finalists so that we can hear her try and justify her game. Oh, it would be so. I good. would love it. I would love it so much. Okay, well, thank you, Puya, for coming back on the BNB. So, how can people reach out to you on social media? They can contact me at Jungle Boogie yes. at Hotmail. No, I'm kidding. I don't. I don't have that Wait, email anymore. He's at Jungle That's Boogie exactly on Twitter. What I'm looking no. up. Hold on, Jungle Boogie. If it's available, I'm not changing. Just so you know, you should take it as like an an alt account, just in case. Okay, so <laughs> at Jungle Boogie, Brad Atkins. He is following huh. one person. Of course. And he has he has 15 followers. That ratio though. And no wow. tweets. Who's, wait, who's he following? He's, He's the following one Rob Deerdick. Is that a person? Oh my manufacturing really? MTV amazing. Guy? All right. Oh, oh yeah. Well, He's on well, MTV. Man of good taste, this one is. Huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, no, you can actually hmm. find me at Puyaism on all major platforms. And uh, that's spelled P-O-O-Y-A-I-S-M. All right, uh, Kirsten, what about you? How can people find you on social media? And thank you so much for coming on the B&B. This was a ton of fun. Yeah, so thank you for having me. I'm always happy to come to the BMB and see my pals. It would be cool if Mike would show up mm, next time, but whatever. Um, I had great fun with you and Puya. And you can find me on every platform at Kirsten Said What. And if you enjoy hearing me talk, I podcast about Riverdale every week on KowskiCast.com. That is cow with a K. It's me and Mary Kwiatkowski. And... uh it's about the same level of ridiculousness as the BNB, so people might like. <laughs> I did listen to you and Mary on Renap, Rob and Akiva Anita podcast, breaking down everything Riverdale. It sounds absolutely insane. 
It is the most wild thing I've ever seen in my life, and everybody should watch it so that I'm not suffering oh gosh, alone. That's so crazy. <laughs> uh, all right. So I will be back next week with theoretically Mike Bloom if he has chosen not to abandon me anymore. Uh, no, all, all the love to Mike. Uh, definitely check out uh, him. He is at a Mike Bloom type on social media. Like I said at the top of the show, he'll be on the voicemails this week with Rob. Um, so definitely check that out. We are going to be joined. Uh, for the finale coverage by our guest Eric Stein is going to be back Woo! talking yes. I know, about everything in the finale Um, just uh, so everyone knows we're going to release that a little later so normally we record over the weekend I think we're going to be recording on a Monday but don't worry that is coming Um, I'm really looking forward to that in terms of me you can follow me on social media at Liana Boris L-I-A-N-A B-O-R-A-A-S I'm doing the draft Grace podcast with Brent Wolgamont and Brian Scally this week. Um, he is going to be guesting, filling in for Mike Bloom. Uh, and then I also <laughs> filled in for Mike Bloom with Shannon Gates uh, talking all about Survivor South Africa. We did a preview podcast of the 21 castaways who are going to be going out to play Survivor. Um, we had a limited bio for some of them, like two or three lines, but we speculated wildly um, and it really was a good time. I doubt any of it will come true, but it was so much fun and it's really great to have a little bit of a refreshing taste in your mouth if you are not so high on this season. So definitely check out Survivor South Africa. It's a great time. Uh, shout out to Will from America for our theme song and of course, Scott St. Pierre for putting this all together. So thank you all for listening and we'll check you out at your next day. Mike and Liana, yeah, they're playing some games. You better pray to your mama that they're not super lame. And if that all sounds cool, I can tell you the name. It's the R-H-A-P-B-M-B. Mike and Liana, yeah, they're playing some games. You better pray to your mama that they're not super lame. And if that all sounds cool, I can tell you the name. Hi, this is Will Friedle. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Neighbor to neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hi, this is Will Friedle. In a world that sometimes feels uncertain, where communities can be disconnected, there are beacons of hope in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network. They believe that the people living all around you are your best bet at creating meaningful social bonds and preparing you for the next big weather event. Whether it's lending a helping hand to a neighbor in need or standing together in times of natural disaster, Neighbor to Neighbor empowers you to grow your community. Visit caneighbors.com to learn how you can help build a more connected community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood.